Hey guys, you're here with Dr. Molly and Todd Rowling, and we're bringing you the podcast, the business side of the pet industries. Today, we're here with Blake Hernandez, the face and name of Foxy Roxy Pet Supplies. How's it going? It's going good. Uh, you know, I stay pretty busy, but Tuesdays are pretty open for me. I try to keep them open at least to get my brain clear. So it, it was a good day to do this. Yeah, we all need a day like that. That's for sure. Yeah, I would say and you're in my home. I'm home and like oh, this, nice. is back- yeah. this this is a backdrop people don't see very often, my living room. Um <laughs> I always I always come live from my my salon space or from our trade show or something. So, yeah, this is my this is my living room. <laughs> yeah, one of your few uh prized downtimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, thanks for talking with us today. Today's focus we're going to kind of just really zero in on education, the importance. I know you want to touch on, you know, the education you provide, how you kind of got into that education space, where uh, groomers can go to find education, different resources, and just basically what's available for groomers of all levels. Because as you know, as you've said, like, we're not all competitors, we're not all on a team. And we need to focus on getting the education and bringing that to the everyday groomers that want to better themselves, better their skills, and provide more education and have, you know, just know where to find those resources. So if you don't mind, just give us a little background and kind of what got you into grooming, and then we'll get into the education side. Sure, sure. Um, you know, and just to just to give people an idea of my my thoughts on it and and where we'll be going is just in the 10 years that I've been a part of the grooming contest ring and in the industry circle, the, the entry level competition, you know, quality of their work is leaps and bounds better than it was 10 years ago. And that's simply because of access to education. People do better when they know better. And, uh, and with, YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and all of those things uh, and and blogs, vlogs and 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 articles, we have really made education accessible and people are blowing our minds at how good they are. Just you know, first time in the ring or you know, producing their work online. And so I'm just happy to talk about it. But my history, my history in grooming, um, I like I mentioned, I I started ten years ago just a little over now and uh i basically had a dog that changed my life and my roommate had a cat with long hair and between having to my first my first animals groomed were was a shaved cat uh, so i was shaving cats before i was grooming dogs and um and then i was walking dogs before i finished learning how to groom so i had a, a pack of dogs that i walked and from there, I went, you know, full steam ahead between uh, my grooming school through Animal Behavior College, where it starts off online and you go to hands-on. That's where I got my pet grooming certification. And okay. I jumped right into private certifi- or private seminars where um, I went through National Dog Groomers Association of America and I got my master's in under 18 months of grooming. Oh, wow. And- yeah. And just have gone like full speed ahead, right? And so I've competed, and I and and it got me to a space where I started teaching. So uh, that's that's kind of how I, I got to where people started to pay attention. <laughs> right. 
Okay. So what made you want to make that kind of transition? I know you still groom and you still compete, but you're doing a lot of education. I mean, we see you in different states every week and you're at all these seminars. You're hosting the online videos and platforms. You're on YouTube, all the social medias. But like, what got you excited to share that education? That's exhausting. (laughs) Yeah. So when you say it like that. (laughs) Oddly enough, uh, it was not... My, I mean, obviously it wasn't your plan, right? You don't start off shaving butts thinking I'm going to teach the world how to shave butts better, right? Right. Um, <laughs> it's definitely not not what my plan was, uh, but it is good to have a plan, to have a goal and to work towards those things. That's why, you know, education plays a role in that. You, you have your eyes set on master grooming certification. And as you're working towards that, you're going to open your eyes to so many different things. And that's really what happened is I was just determined to do some things. And along the way, I became, you know, very educated. I had lots of educators. So I saw lots of teaching styles and and what have you. Um, And it's just timing sometimes. So Right. right around the time that I got into open level was right when they changed the rules so that groomers could wear their logo sponsorships on their smocks in the ring. And when that rule changed, sponsorships changed. And at that exact same time, Facebook added their live feature. So like none of these like live streaming things were really like known to us at that time. And Facebook added it. And I started grooming live on Facebook. So back, it's just like anytime the algorithm adds a new feature, it pushes that feature super hard. So I was out there doing lives grooming because I was, I mean, there wasn't a plan. It wasn't a plan. Okay. Um, I was just doing it. And Facebook was pushing me to hundreds of thousands of groomers. I mean, hundreds of thousands back in the day, 10 years ago, you know, eight years ago, whatever, right? (laughs) So it was a big deal back then. And, um, and so that's why I have like this core following that's really been with me since I had long hair the first time. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, that, that it was an accident. I didn't know that I was going to be a teacher. Uh, but as I was doing these lives, I'd have some of the biggest names, you know, Riza Wisnum, uh, Barbara Prukel, um, Terry DiMarino messaging me and being like, you are really good at teaching. Like, I really like how you do this. Like, I really like people that I had taken classes from. Right. We're, we're messaging me privately after the, these lives and saying, you're doing a really good job. Like I really, you know, uh, Hazel Christensen, um, just really big names have been referring people to my pages. You know, right. of course, there's all these other groomers that do too. And I appreciate them and I love them and it's great. But these right. people that I had looked up to were sending people my way. And, right. um, and that started way back then from the Facebook lives. So then I was like, some people were telling me you're a good teacher. And I, that was really it. That's what kept me motivating to motivated to do it was to, right. because people were like, hey, you're doing a good job. Um, and Foxy Roxy Supply Company is owned by Jill Haley. And she's like, you got to do this. People are so receptive to the way that you teach. We got to figure out how to do this. So that led to uh, my Foxify retreats. Uh, what ended up being Groom Source, which was an online education source that actually ended up getting a PetSmart contract. I taught all the educators in PetSmart for a full year. Um, just like some really big things have stemmed off of what was just me organically following what I was good at. And I'm just good at instructing. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's nice too, because there's Thank so you. many people that can do and can't teach. And then 
there's some that are just made to be teachers. So the fact that you have that gift and you experienced it and, you know, recognize that and use it, that's, you know, that's something to be acknowledged as well. I try to be a really honest person and really like real and down to earth. And like, to be honest, I think so many educators out there are going to placate to the whole, like, it's a passion to share my knowledge. Like they're, they're all going to say that. And I'm not saying that it's not a part of the equation, but like, I don't think every groomer should compete because half of being a grooming competitor is being a competitor. So if you were never a competitor your whole life, don't think you're going to enjoy doing what we're doing, right? Like oh, that's so true. The, same thing, the, the, the same thing is I have just followed something that I is naturally within me. I'm good at telling people what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like roll with it. It's fine. And, um, and, and like, you know, I, I have had many, many uh, successes with it. Riza went on to feature me in one of her books uh, for Asian Fusion. So I was published there. Uh, I do an article for Groomer to Groomer magazine, which is accessible online, or you can get it for free uh, shipped to you. Um, and that's a pictorial that I do every month. Uh, and, you know, I've won awards for up and coming speaker of the year, seminar speaker of the year, uh, educational video of the year. Uh, lots of stuff has been based around me sharing that knowledge for free. That is that has been the key for so many years is just getting it out there for free, you know, so. Yeah, we do know. We've noticed, too, you know, the even just the podcast and the online training platforms and things that are free or, you know, very low cost have just really exploded in the last several years. So, I mean, 10 years ago, like you said, it kind of just all started at one time. And then to see where we've come. And I think really the last few years, it's been, we've even seen that double and triple and the amount of people that have access to these seminars or have access to online, but they're actually using them. Like we we do a lot of in-house training and stuff for our team as we onboard. And they're always coming in with like, oh, this new video I watched, look at this, you know, scissor over comb technique or something that they saw on a YouTube video. And it's like within the next day, you know, they come in and they practice it and they're getting it because the quality that's available to them is so much higher than it used to be. So, I mean, I agree completely. The The level of skill that we're seeing is a lot more so than what it used to be as a beginning groomer. It's incredible. I'm super like, I'm, it's, it's totally one of those things because you know, I do feel confident in my position, uh, you know, amongst the industry people. And like, I look around, and I'm just proud. I'm proud of everyone, you know, like, you don't walk down the street and see like hack jobs nearly as much as you used to. You no. know what I mean? Like, you really <laughs> don't. And, and 80% of the pet owning population grooms their own dogs. And guess what? They have access to TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and Facebook too. And they're getting better, you know, during the pandemic. That is when I switched from grooming. I don't, I don't groom in a salon anymore. I groom like, I say I groom enough to get by. I groom like 17 dogs a month over and over again, because that's what I make content on is like those same 17 dogs. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but I stopped, I stopped doing that in 2020. So it was during the pandemic, right? People were scared to come to the salons, and I had already been producing uh, content for a really long time at that point it was already like three four years worth of content and a lot of my older clients that were truly scared didn't want to leave they watched my videos and they groomed their own dogs using my videos because they trusted me and they knew that I did that but like 
that doesn't stop any of the other 80% of the pet owning population that is trying to do it themselves from finding my videos. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So um, the whole kit and caboodle isn't out there. Uh, and every dog is different and every cut is different. And as you get more skilled, you need more specialized training that becomes one-on-one -on -one, dog by dog. But uh, in the beginning, there's uh, just to get people start. I tell people, I don't like to teach people who don't know how to groom. I rather teach people who know how to groom, groom better. So if yeah. I can get <laughs> the information out there so that people can get started, I, I'm great with that. That's yeah. awesome. And then fine tune from there. <laughs> yeah. Call me for a lesson. We'll do a private once you're like, come once you're shaving the feet in the face by yourself, because I don't want to spend an hour and a half doing that with you really slowly. Yeah. Um, let's, let's get that going. The yeah. hype around your classes too, at the expos. I mean, people are just excited. We were at Colorado when you were there, you know, Hershey and all that stuff. And I mean, anybody who has a class, I mean, that they're talking about that before they get there all the way through to the time that they leave. Well, thank you. So did you see me almost cry in Colorado with that demo dog? Uh, we heard about okay. it. So we had a class at that same time and we had a lot of students come in and we're like, oh my gosh, this, you know, so. Um, it was, I will have nightmares about that demo dog for a while. <laughs> like I literally, that was not, that was my, one of my least favorite situations. <laughs> but um, yeah, you roll with the punches working with live animals. You just got to get it, get it done. Um, well, yeah. I appreciate that. I have been teaching full time uh, as like a full time thing since the pandemic. And um, I, I stay pretty healthily booked out, you know, four to six months I'm booked out. Um, and it gives me a lot of freedom to do uh, other businesses. So I have my candle shop and uh, I do scissor of the month club with Foxy Roxy Supply Company. And and yeah. So how, um, that's something to kind of touch on the out, kind of outside business. It seems like that's another trend kind of going around as far as like, what are you, not even necessarily other businesses, but what are your non-grooming hobbies? What are your side gigs, side hustles, things like that? So how do you balance the full-time grooming and education with, you know, that other second career? Well, like you said, uh, like we kind of started in the beginning is uh, like, having things like a Tuesday someone ever, yeah. you have to have a Tuesday right so like right. my candle shop is closed on Tuesdays and I don't book seminars on Tuesdays so like nine times out of ten my Tuesdays are clear right. um, because if I'm coming home from something on the weekend usually I'm home on Monday sometime right and if I have to leave for something the earliest for on the weekend is going to be late Wednesday so like it usually keeps my Tuesday safe where I can reply to those emails I've been putting off. I can pay the bill I've been avoiding. I can just do the things on yeah. Tuesday that I need to make myself do. Um, and by having that for myself every week, I am, you know, if that gets taken over every once in a while, you know, my niece needed someone to take care of her last week. And so I had her all week. And so Tuesday was all about Ella, you know, and right. that happens yeah. the time, but but, you know, having a Tuesday is important to me. Also, my way I keep my schedule is really important to me. So, like, I keep a wall schedule, which has the entire year and next year out in front of me. So I can just overall see where I'm getting really congested and where I'm not so that I can try to keep my life from, like, getting too stressful because it's really easy to book heavy at the end of one month and heavy at the beginning of the next month and not realize it 
and end up having to string together two heavy seasons. So like I keep a wall calendar for that reason, but then I keep a I keep a handheld like daily planner or a, a monthly planner too. So I like after I have conversations with people, I can immediately write it down right. and not not mess up and not double book myself. And then after like all that's done, I will occasionally put it into my phone. But my phone also these days it figures it out. It sees that I have a plane ticket and a and a parking spot, and it's like, oh, your your trip is what whenever. So usually the phone figures it out after all that. But like, it's important to me to keep my calendars. Like, I I know exactly what I'm doing for like the next year. So <laughs> right. yeah, I get that. That's like I always tell people my schedules have schedules, and it's like yeah. the same concept. It's like if you do not map it out or plan it out, you do get in that overlapping or. And we're all going to have like a season that's just crazy. And it's just, there's nothing you can do about it. And like for us, that's right now, we're just opening our boarding kennel on Monday, Sunday. So it's like, you know, we've got all this other stuff we're doing plus that, but it's like, you know, we still, okay. I know this day, this time we're good this day, this time we're good. And people do that. Like people like us do that. Right. Like right now I knew September and October are like some of my craziest bookings for, for seminars. Right. And, uh, and of course, like in all my downtime, I decided that I was going to open a bookstore in the back of my candle shop. So now we're like renovating the back of my my candle shop. That was a store area uh, to another retail space. And I was also also thinking about opening a laundromat because there's been a unit that was open like two doors down, but I got the kibosh on that. They won't let, mm. we're not on the, we're not on the sewer system, but you, you know what I mean? Like we end up, we end yeah. up making these things for ourselves. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, why? Like, you know, we say every year we're not doing anything new this year. And then that'll be the year. It's like we moved salons, opened the kennel, added another van, started uh, the podcast. podcast. And this is the year we weren't going to do anything. So it's like that's just how it goes. But, you know, when you think about it or you are just at the right place at the right time and it's something you you're like, you know what, that why pass it up an opportunity? So you have to be organized or it will always. And that's what we've been telling a lot of. Uh, business owners in the industry is like, you know, they don't have, they'll say they don't have the money to send their team, you know, for continuing education, or they just let it slip out. Okay, well, like, we're, if it's going to be in October, let's go ahead and plan the one in 2024 and go ahead and budget what it's going to cost to send your team and start saving that money. Like, because education is so important. And some people, and then, you know, you have talented groomers leaving places because their bosses won't give them time off to go to continuing education, which is just mind blowing. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, uh, oh my God, there's so many, because grooming can be like shifted and molded to make like any business like plan work. It also makes so many different types of shops, you know, you're susceptible to so many different types of environments as, as an employee, even I can only speak to so many, right? Like I've never worked in a vet. I've never worked in a mobile, like I've, you know, I, so my, I've never worked for a corporate so for me, I have a different, you know, vantage point from a million other groomers, you know, so uh, there's so many different ways that you end up as an employee. And I think one of the biggest problems is, is that the best employees just become their own business owners. So like, as a business owner, it is hard to scale a really large, like, 
more than just a salon or two, it's hard because to get that many groomers that can care about your business that much and turn out that quality and care about the pets and all of those things, but don't have the motivation to open their own place. I mean, that's a hard balance to find because they're, they're more than likely going to have that final piece in them as well. And they're just going to do their own thing and they should. It's not that they yeah. shouldn't. It's just that's that's a, the weirdness that get to the game that we play as employers with that. But you know, <laughs> in terms of education, though, we got you know. I digress. We 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 sidestepped a little bit. Uh, yeah. There is, of course, trade shows. There's you know like uh, 15, 16 major trade shows that happen uh, every year across the country and there's probably 15 to 16 smaller ones that also happen throughout the year uh those are coming out here and there a little bit more um those ones are good because you can buy just a class if you just want to see a specific class or you're only going to be there for a day also a lot of times booths will have demos going on that are free so you get into the trade show for free and you can go sit in some uh booth demos for free yeah yeah we're loving the trend, too, where people are hosting, you know, people like you in their salon and then having other groomers from the community come in. Like, that is so cool. That way, people don't necessarily have to take off days to travel out of state or yeah, that, get that's that really what say is that, that is what happens with me with my schedule is that, like, I never, no one ever hits me up and is like, hey, Blake, come teach in Miami, Florida. Like, that never happens. It's always, like, Nashita, some place I've never heard of or whatever, yeah. because, like, <laughs> It because there are still dogs there, there's still groomers there, and they are seven hours from the closest trade show. And yeah. so, like, they need access to education too. And so, yeah, like I said, I've been I've been booked and busy for years because that is the only thing I do is I go to these random places. Uh, I, uh th this weekend I will go to the New England grooming show, and from the New English New England grooming show, I fly to my not north dakota okay yeah <laughs> Who, who's heard of that yeah. but that's where i'm going and i'm booked for two days like book solid so like it's yeah. it, they, they need the educate there's nothing in the dakota area either of those states there's no education i go to south dakota once or twice a year every single year because there's no education there yeah wow that's awesome that you're doing that so where um what where will you have classes coming up? Like where can groomers like come and see you at some of these conferences like that you already have scheduled? Sure. Um, so I always say if it's a Barkley show, you'll see me there. So okay. like I will be on the schedule in some way or shape or form. Like I will always have at least one class because I go to every Barkley show okay. and they they will do that. So, and then even more so, like I'm the keynote speaker on the Barkley Pet Pro Cruise, which people can still sign up for. Um, that's in January. It's a five-day Mexican cruise. There's two days at sea. The two days at sea are the days that we are doing education. Um, the days that are not at sea, there's still uh, like three other uh, like business representatives that will be there to do like uh, morning and like coffee discussions about their businesses, like more one-on-one. -on -one. All those things are more intimate, right? You go to a yeah. trade show, there's, you know, three to 6,000 people there. You go to a seminar, 
you know, there's maybe there's 50 people, uh, right. you know, there could be, um, you know, and these, the, the, uh, when I used to do the retreats, there's 25 to 30 people, like you're okay. eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner with them. And so it ends up being way more intimate. I believe that the cruise, it, it, ca- it caps at a hundred people and there's like 76 signed up right now. So there's still room for more, but I mean, it, you have to imagine, uh, you're on a big old cruise and there's only like 70 of you in this, in this crew together. Um, so it's a lot more intimate by the time you're done with five days with the same 70 people, you'll feel right. a lot closer. Mm-hmm. The circle feels a lot smaller. Um, and that, and I've seen such great relationships like stem from those things. Like you go to a seminar and you'll sit next to someone and you'll be happy to meet them. And like, that's pretty much the end of the story. But yeah. when you go to the retreats or the cruises or something like that, and you end up like, in your pajamas laughing while you're having a drink with someone like the the bonds that those people make are like so cool so um barkley you'll see me and then always follow my facebook page it's the first place that i post seminars and i generally try to post my seminars 12 weeks in advance Um, that's usually my rule of thumb so uh, i let people know with enough time to change their schedule just in case yeah (laughs) (laughs) so I do have a question about the the Barkley cruises that since those are kind of relatively new for what you're teaching, is it still going to be a lot of skill based or is it a little bit of everything for those two days that are more education at sea based? So the interestingly enough, and it's not it's not a surprise, but um, oh, the yeah, don't Pepper say anything. Cruise, <laughs> no, but the Barkley Pepper cruise uh, has been going on for like over 20 years. Oh, okay. So, yeah, See, I just heard about it last year. So. so last year, there was a, a competitive uh, cruise for groomers called Pause at Sea. And so that was a different project and, and, and company altogether. And they were supposed to have an event this year, and then they canceled it. So I don't really know. But okay. Barkley has been doing theirs for uh, over 20 years. Oh, wow. So it is nice because it is new in that it's been renovated. Like we have a new crew, uh, travel agent that we're using that we switched to like two years ago. And so like, she just, she just more with it. She's, you know, a little yeah. bit younger and more on, on it with the, with what we've been doing. So we've gotten like way better service and way better, like access to things when we're using the cruise ship but also uh in terms of the classes there are limitations in that there can't be actual dogs right only service dogs are allowed on cruises so i'm supposed to be teaching one of my classes on a model dog so um it's it'll still be like a regular haircut it's not going to be creative or anything it'll be like okay. a free i can't remember if it's a freestyle trim or a bichon trim but um I'm supposed to do that on a model dog. And then two of the other classes are kind of a mix of what you see me do online in terms of it will be pictures and videos. But I cannot like in terms of contract, like I'm not allowed to just like put the lesson on and go down with it. Yeah. I am there and st- like walking you through what you're seeing and all the pictures as we go through. And it is exclusive content. So like when I do a groomer to groomer uh, article, it is limited to like 16 pictures. I'm not allowed to go over 16 pictures. When okay. I did the Reza Wisdom, uh, you know, book publication, I wasn't allowed to go over 35 pictures. Right. So that was my limit. You, I had to make it work for that. Right. But when I submitted my original one for, it was like 117. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so like, 
So you have to realize uh, this is now an hour of me getting to go like this picture, this picture, this picture, yeah. and actually like, so it'll definitely be way more in depth than the free stuff you see me do online, but it is kind of that style where it'll be picture and video and pre-done and, and we'll walk you through what's happening and be able to field questions. Uh, the other half of the seminars will be like social media, inspiration, business stuff. Yeah. It's going to be a mix. Okay. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. We've just been seeing a lot of questions about, look, is it skill? And then we've seen where they're actually going to, like you said, have the business side of it too. So it's a good mixture of everything. It seems like, which is yeah, perfect. I mean, yeah. I try, I, I, I've tried to just make myself as, as easy to work with as possible. And I've been working with Barkley for so long that yeah. they have like a list of seminars, like 40 deep for me. And that we just, put together the ones that we thought would work best so yeah that's awesome. awesome well um well thank you and then we'll definitely we'll post your facebook and instagram and all that um too below yeah. where they can find you facebook instagram youtube and tiktok okay. uh, but like i like almost never post on youtube or instagram just like fyi okay. and facebook messenger is the best way to get a hold of me because other messages will take me forever to write reply to too so uh yeah that's it. Okay. Well, we'll definitely put your Facebook information. So anyone that sees this wants to reach out, look you up, see where you're going to be, what you're doing. They'll have access mm -hmm. to that. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Enjoy your Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs>